If you're going to hire a Dora the Explorer for your child's birthday party, make sure you know what they look like first. It's the 1990 miniseries It this week on Why Boo, you know that. Welcome to Why Boo, you know that. The party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. I can't remember if I've been saying why boo, you know that for these Halloween episodes, but in case you you haven't figured it out. okay, okay, good. (laughs) Uh, You know, sometimes (laughs) sometimes your memory escapes you. Uh, But this all this whole October, we are doing Halloween themed spooky season type episodes. Uh, Yeah. Um, What have you been doing for spooky season, Steve? Nothing. Um, I watched Midnight Mass. I watch movies. I watched Midnight Mass. I started to watch a spooky movie last night and fell asleep. I didn't like it. I don't remember the name of it. Um, and it is cold today. So my favorite thing about spooky season is when it stops being 95 degrees in October. And I think we've passed that threshold, at least for now. Um, so, yeah, I've just been celebrating the autumnal weather, really. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Like once the heat breaks, it makes it really nice for you to be able to like cozy up with a little mug, mug of cider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. In the RIP tour package with our wow. uh, good friend of the pod, Emma Fife. And bougie, bad and bougie in that. It was RIP very trolley. bougie. It was very bougie. It's, it's quite expensive. However, it does allow you to do pretty much every maze. And now that I had been before, it it was, I don't want to say less scary, but I kind of knew what was coming. Yeah, which is you silly, but yeah, you figure you figure out the rhythms. You go, oh, okay, yeah. This part, the first one is scary, and then the second one, you're like, I got it. Okay, loose fabric hanging there. Someone's going to jump out from it. Okay, yeah. picture frame there. It's going to open up on hinges and someone's going to jump out of it. You just figure out that like th- it's the same like tropes over and over again. Exactly. Um, and yeah. and we're still in the pandemic, unfortunately. So therefore, we are still uh, taking precautions, even though everybody I know is vaccinated. We're still wearing masks and things outside. Right. And there's nothing funnier to me than going to take your picture with Norman Bates from Psycho in front of the Psycho house. And Norman Bates cares enough about you to wear a mask. Yeah, um, I was there a couple months ago and Dracula had a mask on. (laughs) (laughs) So like Disneyland will have like Rapunzel be like six feet away in like a balcony and you like stand in front of her and like pose and you kind of get like, you know, you don't get to like be next to Rapunzel, but you get to like have a a photo op and Rapunzel's mask is not covered. Universal's answer is just put a mask on Frankenstein. Why not? It's the absurdity of it all. It's just picture a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm about to suck your blood. Hold on. Because, I have you to know, pull this down around my chin. Because, you know, Norman Bates, I'll I'll only allow because mother is evil. And I imagine that mother is probably anti-mask. But Norman, 
mm-hmm. uh, is probably, you know, he's probably wearing the mask. And then like when mother takes over, he takes the mask off. But I feel like Norman probably would wear a mask. So, yeah, but, Norman is seems like he he's trying. He's trying so hard. Yeah. All the time. Uh, unlike unlike certain. <laughs> Ooh, I like where this is going. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Unlike certain unlike certain villains, unlike certain (laughs) villains in the horror sphere, uh, you know, some of how do we put this? Norman is just a good boy gone wrong. And some of these some of these guys are just clowns, just straight up clowns. Literally, (laughs) literal clowns. Okay, that's the psych alert going off. Let's bring in our amazing (laughs) guest. She is the co-host of the podcast. Totally rad. A Tim Curry fan. And my good friend Alyssa Sabo is here. Hello. TikTok star (laughs) Alyssa Sabo. Wait, I am laughing so hard at like um, Dracula in a mask because (laughs) it reminds me like I used to work kids parties and I would have to like I would be in a mascot costume. And I remember like my boss was really intense about like you can't let the kids see any skin like it's a when you're in the mascot head, you have to be completely like no skin. So I remember I went I showed up to this one party. I was supposed to be Mickey Mouse or something. And I put on my costume and I was like, oh, my gosh, like the sleeves were too short. So my gloves kind of like came to my wrist and then the sleeves were up and I was like, I need something to cover the skin. And I like was just losing my mind. I like went up to the parents. I was like, do you have a pair of socks I could borrow? <laughs> I like asked to borrow socks from the parents to put on my like hand. And they were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I like went into their bedroom anyways. Um, but yeah, so I'm not like, I don't agree with Dracula wearing a mask. It's not like true to code it's, it's not <laughs> yeah. fantasy yeah. yes exactly but i don't know we love a safe dracula king <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love a safe vax vaxed drag vaxed drag oh. <laughs> do you think dracula's vaccinated i i think like his i i don't think like he has to worry about it unless he bites up if he has a friend who's human that he just bites for fun, not going to kink shame, but they stay human, then I think he'd need a vaccine. But I think otherwise for his day to day, he doesn't need to. Yeah. Well, they're immortal, right? Yeah. Do vampires get sick? No. I think they get like vampire diseases. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So like tuberculosis. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. They have like La Boheme TV. (laughs) Or just like scurvy, like things that have been pretty much eradicated. Vampires get gout. Yes. Yes, Dracula has consumption. (laughs) I don't even know what consumption is. I just know it's my it's my go to. Um, It's your go to old timey disease. disease. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everybody everybody has a go to. Legionnaires. Because it's it's like. Only happens a couple times. Like it's 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 got a wild history. What's your go to um, old timey disease, Alyssa? Yeah, uh, mine's probably scarlet fever. <laughs> oh, that's a good that's one. Solid. That's a good. That's one. good. Yeah. It's scarlet very dramatic. Yeah, it is very dramatic. Uh, uh, it's not just a regular fever. It's like extra red. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my grandpa actually had Legionnaire's disease. Oh my god. Yeah, he he lives. Um, 
I mean, not up, not anymore. But he <laughs> who survived Legionnaire. <laughs> he survived it. But it was a it was a wild thing because we were like like you know nobody could figure out like this is like a like this this came from like a hotel like air conditioner like that's Wait. how it first started. Mm-hmm. That's what that um, is. My mom had it too. What? Yes. For and we were like she her lungs collapsed. That's what it is, right? Your lungs collapse. <laughs> That's what happens. Your lungs collapse. Yeah, it looks like it. The Wikipedia page shows shows. Yeah, that's you, you, the hotel air conditioner. Yeah, it's like lung collapse. inflammation. Yes, it's like a, yeah. it's like a severe. Uh, my mom pneumonia. had this. Yes. Yeah, oh so my god. That's a you need a new disease. That is, I know. Yeah. Mine is too modern. It's too modern. Shit. Okay, I gotta yeah. go back in time. Get an older disease. Yeah, it's named after um, the outbreak at the American Legion Convention in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think crazy. of it anytime I stay at a hotel, um, yeah. especially on the rare occasion, on the rare occasions, it's not a nice hotel. I meant to say on the rare occasions I stay at a nice hotel. I don't have to worry about it. But most of the time when I go to a hotel, I look at the air conditioner and I just think, um, mm, <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> That's so yes. It's like I'm very afraid of hotels. Yeah. <sighs> well, well, we're not talking about the shiny today. We're talking about it, a uh, different Stephen whoa, King scary book. Whoa! Be do, be do, But the it baby. can we be clear? Can we be yes. clear to your listeners? Yes. Not the new modern one. No. The made no. for TV. Movie. We are talking about today Stephen King's It or just It with the 1990 ABC two part psychological horror drama miniseries. Perfect. Starring the one and only Tim Curry as Pennywise. 1990 version. Uh, it's it's got everything. It's it's a hoot. It's. Scary. It's, um, it's all the things. It's all the things you'd want in Halloween. Alyssa, why do you know that? I like remember watching this movie. So I, I grew up pretty Christian, but I still, you know, like because some people that grew up Christian, they'll be like, oh, I wasn't allowed to watch that or, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch like that kind of stuff. But my dad kind of just like, wanted to watch whatever he wanted to watch and so we were there you know what i mean like he wasn't like worried about like censoring us so growing up like as like a six-year-old i remember watching like um arnold schwarzenegger movies and like desperado and like quentin tarantino even though i was like six or seven and like christian like i was still like watching all of these like intense movies but i think it was one of those my dad was a huge tim curry fan he loved rocky horror picture show And so I remember watching Rocky Horror Picture Show, being like obsessed with that. And then when it came out, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I I latched on to it in such a weird way because I was kind of an anxious and like scared kid. But there was like something theatrical, I think, about this movie and, and Tim Curry's like performance in it. And I like to this day. My family and I, like, we still quote, like, all of the, like, don't you want it? Don't you want it? (laughs) And, like, he was so, because I'm, like, an intense person, you know, like, and I thought that his, like, obviously it was, like, scary, but it also, I remember, like, watching it and being, like, I want to be an actor and this is how I will act, even if I'm playing, like, a college-age student. (laughs) So, like, you know what, like, like, he's just, like, hey, Richie, (laughs) 
<laughs> and I, I think I just like, yes, it's, it's a great horror, but I think I also just related to that energy of like, what's up? And, and all, yeah, so like, so of course, you know, everybody knows it, but it follows like the story of like six kids and kind of like we do flashbacks and um, they all have kind of their own thing going on. And I think I was just like, I was like attracted to all of the like kids when I was a kid. And then when, the <laughs> and then as they grew up to be adults, like I thought they were hot, so hot. I thought, you know what I mean? Like, so I just remember being like, these kids that are getting spooked by this clown are freaking hot. Even like the main <laughs> actor's got like a big ass mole. And I was like, I freaking love that mole. <laughs> Like, I just, like, every part of this movie, I remember. And even, like, Bev, obviously, like, Bev's story is really dangerous. But, like, I remember liking the way that, like, the dad acted when he was like, I worry about you, Bevy. <laughs> Which is, like, terrible. But I remember being like, oh, I love, I just, I thought the acting was so good. And as an adult, when I rewatch it, it's kind of bad. But, like, I'm like, this is Oscar Award winning <laughs> acting. <laughs> And it's not, but I don't know. It, it, did that answer the question? Sure. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, going back uh, to like off. just your dad watching things for a second. It's just like how yeah. what do you think maybe you watched beyond the it miniseries that maybe was like inappropriate for your age or time, particularly if it's like you guys are. I think a lot of people associate if you say, oh, I grew up Christian or evangelical or what have you that. Yeah you're growing up without access to a lot of modern day media. I know. I think the thing about my, when I think about it, like my parents were actually pretty cool. And most of like the Christian stuff was like mainly me being like, I'm not allowed to hug anybody. And my parents were like, you should hug. <laughs> like, so <laughs> they were kind of like, I I'm really, and I'm really glad in a way that I wasn't like censored. And I, I would never, like, I would never censor my kids. <laughs> I think they should be able to watch, have access to anything, whatever it is. But um, yeah, I don't know. We just kind of, I think that like my family just like appreciated like interesting stuff. And um, I, so I think that's like, I remember my sister Jackie, though, was really uh, got really spooked. So like for her, she probably like maybe shouldn't have been exposed to it because um, mm -hmm. then after like watching like Chucky and like it, she um, I had to go with her to the bathroom every time. And she was like older than me, but like I would she was really, really scared. So I do think I'm like, oh, maybe they should have paid attention to that. <laughs> but <laughs> nobody cared. They were just like, whatever, she'll get over it. It's a phase. <laughs> Her anxiety that's debilitating in these panic attacks, that's a phase. Like, you know, it was like we grew up in the 90s. Like mental health was like fake. It still is to my parents. Yeah, there's, yeah, you, you know, it's shocking like, to Take me a Benadryl. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a lot of like. Uh, it was a different time to grow up then and have everybody just be like, oh, you're crazy or yeah. like get over it. Like there was no yeah. real unless there was like actual very serious trauma. And then even then it was like, OK, you've got like a year. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying to think of like if there was one movie or something that was like too far. I mean, it was just like. No, nah, I don't know. I, I think, too, the other thing about kids like. 
I remember watching like, you know, Desperado could be kind of considered like, oh, that's kind of maybe not an appropriate movie for a six year old. But I remember liking it. It was very, like Robert Rodriguez, very like sketch. It's like kind of like over the top. So I just like remember like being like, this is cool. Like, I don't think it like affected me too much. I don't know. Maybe, but I, maybe I just was like so pure and like only took in the parts that i was supposed to see <laughs> but yeah it like i do remember seeing it at a very young age and being very very like i remember being like this is bad it's so scary but i want to watch it and then i remember being in middle school and kind of like watching pet cemetery the like the 80s version mm -hmm. with my friend and being like oh my gosh look at that sister with her hunchback <laughs> like there's all those weird parts in that movie but like you know so i remember being like "Ooh, i don't want to watch it but i do like it's just fun yeah i don't know i think um nothing really scarred me too much the thing that scarred me more than anything was like thinking i was going to hell <laughs> like so that christianity me, yes because because i knew these movies weren't real so like in a lot of ways the most damaging thing that was done to me was like a pastor screaming in my face that I'm like a sinner destined for hell. And if I don't make this decision, I'm going to burn. So that yeah. was my reality. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then when you watch a little boy get like, you know, attacked by a clown in a sewer grate, it's like, I'm like better him than me. Yeah, I'm like, that's a I've got my own stuff, George. <laughs> exactly. I think you're right. And then also, I think the thing I liked about it was like what I loved was everybody was trying to help Georgie and find him. And I felt that I had no support. Like I was like, nobody is helping me in this. Like I'm going to go to the pit of darkness and fire and who's here. And then it's like, oh, I guess Jesus, I guess. <laughs> is he real? Like, you know I what guess. I mean? But like it was cool. And, and I think too, like the other thing that I really did relate uh, with this movie um, I loved this like pack of like friends and they were all like nerds. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah, the losers. Of, they were the losers. And I, I loved like a good solid group of losers coming together, going into the sewer. Like I wanted that kind of adventure. I, I also loved the movie stand by me. Cause I was like, Oh like, yeah. These, like crazy kids going like, and I, I always was like, I want to go to the comic book store with a group of friends. <laughs> But I never like there was no comic book store. You know what I mean? I had like one friend and like I think she was only my friend because my mom told her to be my friend. Like I didn't Aww. feel like I had this pack, you know, and I loved. So I loved these like pack of kid movies, the Goonies. Like, yeah, I was I, really I was really into that. I was like, that's I'm with you on that because I didn't grow up with uh, like a friend group either. Like I had no. I knew people and I had a couple friends, but I was a pretty uh a lonely weirdo child so like yeah as a result you see that stuff happen on tv or in movies and you go oh i want that or like in books like yeah, i got very really into babysitters club yes. thinking the kind of the same thing although that's like much more on the let's be <laughs> let's be girl bosses let's be entrepreneurial at that First age 12 bosses, or whatever yeah the, the original the, ori the original, <laughs> the original gbs <laughs> no i 100 percent like and i didn't uh, yeah, I, I just remember always, even into college, I remember being like, where's my pack? Where's my yes. crew? Like, and, I, and it never can. And then out in L.A., I still don't really have like a crew. You know what I mean? Like maybe there was like a little period where I felt like I did. 
But then I was like, no, these people would drop me in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like that loyalty. And and the thing that bonded them all together was a trauma bond, which I love. I love a good trauma bond. <laughs> and I just have not had it. I have not seen a killer clown kill anybody. And like, and I, so I dream of that. You haven't seen quite... a killer clown kill anybody? <laughs> right. With like a group wow. of kids. <laughs> But the scene, okay, you guys you saw haven't the movie. lived to like, see the yeah, killer clown the, kill people, the, the scene, you gotta get on that. The scene, though, when they're all like reunited as like adults at the beginning and they are at the Chinese restaurant, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Like, I remember being like, like as a kid, being like, even though all that like terrible stuff was happening, I remember being like really horny for the way that they were all like holding each other, like through when they opened their fortune cookies. Like, isn't that weird? But I remember being like, that's freaking amazing. They're there for each other. Like, I liked that. So, and that's I get why it. I got I get into most sure. of my relationships. You know, I was trying to like <laughs> go through something. <laughs> Let's have a trauma and it'll bond us for life. Yeah. But that's wrong, I guess, according to my therapist. <laughs> 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 it was on probation in my mind. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's run through. <laughs> let's run through the plot real quick. Um, so, in case Please. anybody either hasn't seen it, doesn't know what it is, like basically, let's say aliens came down from Earth and they're like, "What's the greatest horror story?" And you're like, oh, it's it. And let me tell you about this version. So yeah. uh, give give us a rundown of what kind of happens in this miniseries. Because the book itself is like, what, 2,000 pages? It's huge. It's a doorstopper. Yeah. It's like you can and throw it at intruders and it'll knock them out. But you right. got to condense and, a lot. And so. then I know that, too, a lot of people have probably seen, like, the newer movies. And I just encourage you now, pause the pod. Go on streaming to watch the original i think it's on what is it on it's, it's on, on amazon it's on amazon i think it's also on like netflix or something okay i saw it or no maybe amazon um look anyway, it up because so, these these things change all because, the time I guess. yeah because the plot is obviously similar um but it's the acting and the actors i think that i'm like most obsessed with about this 1990 version but um okay this is this might be hard for me because i'm like when I watch it, you know, I get so horny. <laughs> 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 I, I like check out. Uh, how does it start? Uh, does it start with like the lead mole guy? The mole guy? <laughs> or no, no, it's Ray. Who's like telling the story. He's like narrating. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, it was a summer in Derry. Derry. Love that. First of all, Derry is an incredible name for a city. <laughs> Yes. It's gonna take me ten hours. They're all, aren't they all in Dairy? Isn't Dairy like used a lot in Stephen King? Yeah, it's like the oh, Dairy verse. Is that his? I, it's it, one it, of could, his it could be, or it's I could be wrong. One of his go-to's, I believe. Okay, I yeah. think. Wow. Okay. So they're um, basically he's like there's one guy that that like remained in Dairy, and he's like the writer, the narrator. And he's like kind of talking about it and basically like um, this thing. We don't know what it is yet, but it's like back. So he's like contacting these folks, these like adults about something that happened to them. So he's like, all right, you guys got to come back. So then we see like where everybody is. There's like the hypochondriac kid who's like, 
I don't know, whatever. But like, it's like something we don't know what it is yet. But then, like, we all we kind of see like we see the girl from the group in like abusive relationship, like classic. Um, and then we see there's the guy that was like previously fat who's like hot. <laughs> I think that's the John Ritter character, right? He's like hot. Though. Yeah. Then there's like yeah. Then there's like um, John Ritter's the hot one for sure. Yeah. So whatever. So then okay. So like right off the bat though. Then like then the the guy that was like the um who was always kind of like my favorite uh Stanley, he's like with mm-hmm. his wife and his wife's like oh you gotta go back to Derry and he's like or I don't know like, actually I don't know yeah so he goes up to the bathtub and like right away he freaking kills himself in the bathtub and we're like yo why did he do this <laughs> like like what happened and it's just like blood everywhere and this is the first kind of like incredible acting moment that we get from this guy's wife and she's like oh she does this like scream so (laughs) she screams and then then it's like okay cut to then they're at um the chinese restaurant and they're all like "Ooh!" and there's like sexual tension between bev and everyone and we're like whoa (laughs) and then then we come to find that like and then they open their fortune cookies they're kind of reminiscing it's fun there's great funny like 70s music then they open their fortune cookies and like everybody has a different like crazy spooky horror scary thing in their fortune cookie and they're all like oh my god it's back it's back we realize then it's like okay oh my gosh this thing is back we have to kill it we said we would we made a pact and it's like all that then we do flashbacks we kind of like go back in time when they're kids um and we see like what's going on we see that the lead guy his brother like georgie of course everybody knows he's in the yellow raincoat he's like with a boat it's raining he loves his boat <laughs> and then he gets like pulled into the sewer by and we see for the first time we see pennywise tim curry it who's amazing and so it's like what's going on this is a clown clowns are supposed to be fun yada 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 and then it's like basically that's the whole journey that these kids who are the losers um and the guy i forget his name but like georgie's brother's got a stutter you know which is like so cute uh, bill 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 that's bill it. anytime yeah. bill talks like i'm just like oh like he's just like georgie and it's so sweet and we love it and we're rooting for him and then of course bev is like cool her dad's abusing her and then there's the fat kid and then there's like the black the one black kid who's like obviously getting beat up and then there's the kid who's like mom is like telling him that he's sick which is like one of the most like the saddest stories like she's like you got asthma and he doesn't and he's like using an inhaler which is really bad she's like a munchausen's mom so yeah we get all these like loser kids and then basically it's just their journey of like trying to find it and find Georgie because Bill is convinced that Georgie's like still alive. And this clown is not only a scary clown, but he like psychologically knows what each kid is like most fucked up about. And he like gets them in that way, which is like the spookiest villain. And also like, in my opinion, some kind of metaphor for actual like anxiety and depression and like weird like psycho psychotic thoughts that like i did have as a kid like i had a lot of i struggled with a lot of the stuff so maybe that's another reason why i like related to it because i was like maybe you know what i mean like but Mm -hmm. anyways and so yeah we get into the thing and then 
then they go to the sewer oh and then i'm not even talking about this like bully character who's like so scary and is in a mental institution because pennywise is like using him his like brain to like kill everybody that is like one of the darkest things like this guy who's just like you know it's really scary his hair's died or something from the light there's like bright lights in the sewer sewers are scary i and i grew up around a lot of sewers and cricks uh i grew up in pittsburgh so i think that's oh i grew up near a creek yes yeah thank you for calling it a creek it's not a creek there's a difference between a creek and a creek and i grew up around a lot of cricks and like this kind of streaming poop water and i got I had my fair share of like falling into sewer water and being like covered in poop. <laughs> so like, I think that's like maybe another thing where I was like, hell yeah, like <laughs> doing stuff in the sewer. Um, and then, yeah, so then they're in the sewer and they eventually like find Pennywise, like the actual, like not, he's not a clown and he's a freaking like weird spider like huge spider that like as a kid i remember being so freaked out by as the adult watching it i'm like oh this is really bad (laughs) this is really bad animatronics but um we love it so that's kind of it like i don't even know if i did a good job explaining it but um listen it is fucking bananas so you did a great job of explaining it for how bananas the story is it really Um, is it's 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 truly <laughs> crazy like it, whether you've whether it's in the novel or any of its uh cinematic adaptations it's like how does one even begin to try to adapt this i mean first off it takes place in two completely different parts in the book version it's like the late 50s early oh 60s, you're right yeah and then, and <laughs> I then have it's no the idea 80s. what decade we're in <laughs> but but they have to kind of keep moving it up because it's like they always want the adults to be now. So they're not like, exactly. you know, setting it in the time. So like in yeah. the modern day versions, it was like 80s kids. But I think in the uh, 1990 adaptation, it's the 60s. But that's right. Reg- regardless, it's like no oh. matter what, it's kids are terrorized by uh, the bully um, Bowers. And then Bowers. Uh, fucking <laughs> what Pennywise. a good name. It's like Bowser, but backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they both start with a B, so I don't know about backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Close. Um, But yeah, I mean, God, there's just there's so much to cover with it, just especially in this miniseries, which has a lot of controversy around it. I feel like there's a lot of people who believe it's terrible. A lot of people who really defend it. And then this whole uh, other contingency that I don't think even knows about it. Steve, have you ever seen the original? This version Um, of the miniseries? I remember it being on TV. And I also remember like the large VHS box set of it. So like piecemeal, I've seen a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's the thing. I'm what they call a unicorn. As a kid, not so much today, but as a kid, I loved clowns loved clowns so i never never got the idea of this tim curry pennywise being scary because at that age i was like clowns are cool i like clowns i was a clown in school the other day we did a circus like i uh, i never the new pennywise is like designed to look terrifying so that's different but um 
yeah, I never had a fear of clowns or even thought they were anything but awesome as a kid. Well, so my that kind mom, of ruined my it experience. My mom was a clown. So my mom and dad owned like a party store in the mall called Party On. And oh. my mom then like all the customers she was getting like into the party store, she was like really good at balloon art. And she was like, oh, I could like kind of, you know, do my services like at parties and like so my mom was a clown and wore a similar outfit to Pennywise and did like the white face and like red she had a red wig so I kind of am with you like maybe I was that's why I too I wasn't as like freaked out by him I was more freaked out by like the psychological stuff that was like happening but like actually like Pennywise being like hey hey and like with his red balloons like I was like oh yeah that's my mom like and <laughs> then I grew up to be a clown and so oh, yeah. I am like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't even like realize that that's like probably like there were probably some kids that I do remember the discourse of like some kids being like, get that freaking clown away. Oh, my God. This is so and it's like, what? Why are you scared of that? Like, I am. I'm the child that you're was scared of clowns. clowns. I no. didn't like I mean, now I don't mind. I guess I'm more neutral about them. But at the time when I was younger, I was like, who the fuck are you? And why do you look like that? And why are you so oh. tall? Get away from me. Most because of, I yeah. think what ha happens also is that I think, I don't know, let's say age seven, seven to eight seems like a great time to like have a clown at a birthday party because you're like, you're old enough to understand that this is a person, but you're young enough to like buy the magic. You know what I mean? Right. right. Versus like, I feel like clowns often get brought in at like three and four year old birthday parties. And it's like at three or four, you're still like, you don't understand what's a person. You still right. don't know. Like, so you're like, I don't understand. It has a face. It has arms and legs, but that is not human. Yeah. Um, it's, it's why yeah. I don't understand. Like, I mean, I understand, but I don't always agree with like, taking a kid to say Disney World when they're three as like their big time going because I'm like at three or four, I feel like they're still developing like there's they're still figuring out what's happening in the world. They're still you're like, on, like when you're a kid like that age, you're like on like some kind of psychedelics. Yes, the way you're like exactly. taking in stuff. You're like, yes, <laughs> exactly. So I, like I, to take yeah. a kid on a roller coaster or whatever at four. I'm like, Wow, I don't know about that. I that's me personally. I feel like I've I would uh, you know when I worked with these, I would see a lot of kids come off of rides or come into stores looking traumatized, and I'm oh, like, oh yeah, because of what you're saying, it feels like four year olds are on psychedelics. Well, I and when I did these like kids parties, I that wasn't my experience sometimes because I would be um, sometimes I would be in like a big mascot uniform, and I'm pretty tall, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so when I would get into these like mascot uniforms. I remember like I had to be Dora the Explorer and I'm like 5'10", almost 5'11", and I show up to this party as Dora, who's like a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids were so freaked out because <laughs> of how tall I was. They were like, oh, yeah. they were screaming and the mom was <laughs> like, I guess like can you leave and I was like uh, <laughs> adios <laughs> like I was just like okay and then so when I was the clown because of all of this like fear of clowns I would just kind of wear like a cute little dress and just do a lot of blush and have like a little cute hat but I we were not painting our faces you know and so like and so it was a, it was a kid what they called it was a kid-friendly clown 
mm-hmm. which is like, what does that mean? But it's like, there's a certain way to do, you can do like kid friendly clown makeup as to not scare them. And like, basically, yeah. So it's, it's this weird thing. And I did this like Buzzfeed video a while back where they asked, they were like, we interviewed four clowns to break down the barriers and like all that. And I was like, what, how did I like book this? And I was working with this clown is an older man who like he had been clowning since the seventies and he like kind of hearing his stories. He was like, it ruined everything for us. Once it came out, everybody was afraid. And I was like, Oh, so people weren't afraid of you like in that full makeup before. And he was like, absolutely not. People loved us. And then it ruined it. Like, so he's like, hates the movie it and is like my life. Cause you know, he was doing it in like the eighties and stuff. And then, Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, "Wow!" Yes, <laughs> I guess like ruined it, his livelihood. Yeah, it was the it was the Jaws um, for clowns. Wow. Like what Jaws yeah. did for sharks, <laughs> it did to clowns. Yeah, that's a good that's, point. But also, like I was kind of like, oh, you know, you you like there are some clowns that like they like to kind of be like weird, and that like I'm like you can because even I think about like Chucky. And I'm like, that didn't ruin dolls. That's true. You know what I yeah. mean? But I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's right, though, because like Pennywise was like white face and red hair. It's an iconic look. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's like an iconic look. And, and to Steve's point earlier, it's like the Bill Skarsgård modern version of it is very like de- it's deliberately demented looking. Um, oh, I so think. the new version. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. new version. He's like. Uh, he's got a real creep face going like the entire time versus yeah. Tim Curry's, which feels more like a bully. Like he feels more like he's trying to do um, like it he's does. trying to mirror the uh, the the you know, it's to your point. It's like he's mirroring the depression and anxiety these kids feel and like being bullied. And he's just like a representation of that. Whereas Skarsgård is like, I am nightmare fuel. Right. And when and when he's not when you don't see his teeth and it's not like an up close of his like yellow eyes, like he looks kind of. Yeah. He's just like, hi, (laughs) Like I'm looking at a picture of him and he's got like his hand on his like cheek, you know how he would be. And it's like, oh, yeah. what, yeah. But then like he opens his mouth and you're like, oh, that's scary. But yeah, then the modern version is very like, what the fuck is going on with his forehead? Yeah, it's very yeah. unsettling. Yeah, it's like, oh, the modern so. version was never, never mm-hmm. resembles a some like a a clown you'd see in real life. Being, like the modern. Yeah, the modern was one was made to be a scary clown. And the first one was like a clown that is scary. Yes. And that. If that, if that, that Tim, helps. No, and the outfit that Tim Carey wears, like that's exactly the outfit my mom had. Like, cause my mom was like the like she had this like original clown. Whereas like my clowning outfit was like a cute little dress with polka dots and like a little tool underneath. You know what I mean? Like, whereas my mom had this like these big button like uh puffy buttons and like it was you know the pants, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is just <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I could talk about clowns all day. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about Tim Curry's version of Pennywise. Oh, yeah. Because Tim Curry is like, he's a great actor. He's and everything. a lot of his stuff, you know, to your point earlier, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, another place where he's kind of wearing clown-esque makeup for a little bit of it. Not totally. But sure. like, there's a sense 
of Tim Curry's humor coming through, I think, it, it, yeah. in this version of Pennywise. Like, he's actually clowning around a little bit versus just being a scary dude. Being scary, yeah. He's like, hi. Yeah, and, and, and he's just like, it, it's, yeah. How can you, like, I mean, Tim Curry is also, like, to me, Tim Curry is scarier as the, in, in Home Alone. <laughs> Then, like in it do you know what i mean like that to me is like scarier some like mean adult trying to like sabotage a kid's life for no reason like as this like mean adult like that to me is like scarier than him as like uh pennywise because he's like just shows up with a balloon and i don't know he just looks funny he's just funny yeah there's a element of like i think with the Skarsgård version, I think that they're really going for like the version that's from the book, which is this is a otherworldly demonic creature. So he's yeah. like got his eyes moving a bunch and that weird fucking forehead and the way he's like always sort of drooling versus like the Tim that's Curry right. one is just like this is like your uncle <laughs> who uh, who <laughs> who's had a few too many. Like that's sort of where he's kind of going oh for it's God. like. But it's not in totally ridiculous. Like he is terrifying. Yeah, he, he does do scary. a really good job of being scary. But because he's just sort of dressed up like a regular clown, uh, without like the extra, I don't know what they were going for costume wise in the new one. Like the new one looks kind of like like um, Renaissance. Like, or... Yeah, like a marionette clown. <laughs> yeah, um, with this like poofy outfit. Uh, yeah, there's something like he's just obnoxious. He's more obnoxious He's more, than anything. Yeah, like, um, did you read the books? I have not read it, it the book, but I, I've seen the movies and I know enough about it to know some of the stuff that has been left out of the movies, including oh. that, like weird ass orgy scene and that cosmic turtle. <laughs> A child orgy. I should say reality oh, no. bending child orgy. Yes. Really? I know yes. I know about that because when the movie <laughs> came out, there were articles that were like, will it have the child orgy? And it's like, no. What do you? Whoa. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh no my it won't. God. Of course it won't. <laughs> Nobody's thinking that it will. This is a Jessica Chastain feature. <laughs> they're like, someone writes an article. They're like, when will the version of it that I want be out with the <laughs> child orgy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay i did not realize that. i i didn't read the books the not books are wild when you were like did i describe that right i'm like you described it as best anybody can describe it because it is goddamn insane yeah with like uh, the chud remember? yes chud. Oh, what is chud. that i forgot chud about is... chud i yeah. forgot that that was like another it's the funniest level. word yeah <laughs> Chud. Like, <laughs> well, Stephen King was like just, a like, big cokehead, right? Oh yeah, Stephen King's that's, a huge cokehead. Yeah, that sounds like something that a cokehead would come up with. They'd be like, yes. Chud. <laughs> and then another cokehead would be like, that's good. That's really good, <laughs> Chud. Like, yeah, yeah, put that in. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, <sighs> I think he said he doesn't remember writing Kojak. I think it's the book that he like has no recollection of even like, ever creating. Um, because of his drug issues. Uh, He's been sober for quite some time. Good for him. Keep it up, dude. Uh, Get those chips. But like, yes, you can kind (laughs) of see how in the 80s. Get those chips. Get those chips. Get that 20, 30, 40 year chip, man. Uh, We love your work. I want you to keep doing stuff. 
Uh, But but you can see how there's like this streak of insanity in his writing, uh, particularly when he was doing the most of the drugs. And it is right in the middle of that. So you're just like drugs. Wow. See, that's where I'm like, oh, man, I hope like I'm glad that he's like sober and okay. And Mm -hmm. I don't really think it's good to do be like, you know, I don't want him to suffer. But I'm also glad that he did. <laughs> I mean, from suffering, from great suffering, yes, comes great art. Exactly. That's not untrue. You know, yeah. we, we often talk about duality. Two things can be true. It can wow. be bad yes. to be addicted to drugs. And also, you know, it Good can to come write out it. Of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. You know what? I like that. Hey, it's not always black and white, folks. Yeah. There's really a lot of gray. <laughs> it really isn't. And also, I mean, books take a long time to write. So I don't think he just like went on a bender. Like to my knowledge, he it took several years to write it. And I think it was inspired probably by a bunch of things happening, um, particularly uh, his hometown of Bangor, Maine, which is basically dairy. It's like yeah. dairy is the fake version of that. Dairy. And I know that um, he basically f- found out uh, the construction of the sewer system down there and like used that like created oh, a, like infused okay. so by cool. mythology around the sewers there and went like, what if there was something in there? I think I love I that. I, I don't know I'm- for sure that that's how it went, but like, I think that is how some of it went. We stand a writer who does their homework. <laughs> yes. I love Doesn't that I also just- kind of feel like <laughs> that also feels like a thing I could see myself doing where it's like, Hmm, I don't feel like writing. You know what? <laughs> I'll research the sewer systems of Bangor, Maine, and then I'll <laughs> pretend it's research. Yeah, I love that. Yes. I, I don't think, you know, there's not enough sewer representation in media. <laughs> Thank you. We really have forgotten about sewers. <laughs> I mean, what what other movies do we have? Uh, that one part in Charlotte's Web? <laughs> With Ninja Turtles, you know, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, I feel like certain spy movies. There's always that like is sp- true. I guess maybe there is a lot of sewer content, but maybe not I just in never horror. realized like how much I love the sewers. Like <laughs> it's such a fun place to have. You know, like if I if I ever do improv again, I'm gonna take all my scenes, have them all take place in the sewer. <laughs> Sewer prof, just make the show. Sewers. I would do sewer prof. There's a lot in there. There's There's alligators in there. Yep. There's there's a lot going on in the sewer. The Goonies. Uh, Well, also that was a thing. I feel like the Goonies have a big like sewer. There's like right. They're in a sewer or something. I've never seen the Goonies. Ghostbusters, really? Ghostbusters. Yeah, I feel I missed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ghostbusters definitely go in the sewers. Ghostbusters are in the sewers. Um, You know what? You shouldn't watch it. It's too late. And (laughs) the discourse is over. (laughs) Thank you. That's what I. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think there's like a thing where like there's a lot of movies I've never seen and I never will. Like Lord of the Rings. Never seen it. Never will. The discourse is over. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm out of it. I'll never join the conversation. and I don't care to. Yeah. And also, like, I think a lot of times there are I don't know if the Goonies is one of them very well could be. But there's a lot of movies that are like nostalgia is that uh, why boo, you know, that great Halloween example. If you didn't see Hocus Pocus as a kid, forget it. Like, yes, don't go see Hocus so Pocus true. as an adult today. You'll just be like, 
What are these performances? What's happening? This is, seems offensive to real witches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's so true. And that I think that is the thing. Like, maybe most of the stuff, I'd say 90% of the stuff I like is based on just like because I liked it as a kid. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, and, I, and I'm like, I, sometimes I don't even want to watch something that I watched as a kid because I'm like, I know and I'm going to realize like, this is bad. And yeah. it's going to make me think that, like, my life as a kid was sad that I liked this so much. <laughs> no, I know I what you know. mean, though, because, like, so often we look back on things that we consider good. And it's going to be that way with, like, every generation. Like, you see people now who are, say, younger than our general age group. or like, well, we'll just even say Gen Z. And we think about, like, okay, well, what did they grow up with? They grew up with things that we probably weren't watching because... We were not that age. We were, um, you know, in high school or college or off doing our own thing in our 20s. And so then when you hear them go on about like, oh, gosh, what came out in like 2008, you know, and oh, like that like, becomes yeah. the, the thing that they're like obsessed with. And I'm like, like um, huh? that what? Yeah, it's just nostalgia. I know just- what you mean. I can't even like think of an example of something that they like loved. But then uh, other friends of mine who are, say, Gen X or older who grew up with, like, say, the Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons or Peanuts or, like, stuff where some of these things have endured, but a lot of them were just easily accessible to those folks at that time. So that becomes the thing. And then if you go and watch it now, you're like, all right, this is fine. Yeah, I think everybody has that, too. (laughs) Even, like, people always talk about, like, SNL was the best in, when I was growing up. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. But I wonder yeah. if, like, Gen Z people are going to be like, SNL is the best right now. Like, I yeah. don't know if they even care about it, but we cared about it back then because we, we didn't have access to as much, like, media, I think. Like, so stuff like that mattered to us more. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I think, like, I don't know if stuff is going to matter as much to Gen Z because they have they have access to everything, so what even is their thing? Like, do you know what I mean? Like generations now, I think about that. There's a, the little girl I nanny is kind of like, I guess she's like a Zoomer. I don't know what she is, but she's like, you know, 11. And I don't know what like her thing is, but she'll like, she's become obsessed with whatever I was obsessed with. So mm-hmm. me and her watch Hey Arnold and she's like, greatest show of all time. Hey Arnold. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm proud that she says that because I do believe that. That's like my thing. That's like what I grew up with. But it's like weird because and she, I think she latched on to it because she, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. She has like Steven Universe <laughs> or something. But like, yeah, it's just, it's interesting the way that like I think she like related to my um, I think millennials in particular, we are very like this was the best. You know what I mean? And I don't know if I see that in like generations now, if they like have that same energy, because they're just kind of like more chill (laughs) because there's so many options there. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, now it's like, I don't like this. I'll just find something else. And back then it was like, nope, this episode of salute your shorts is all I have to work with unless I want to watch news. Exactly. That's now it's so like, well, I'll true. just go online. I'll just check my social media. I'll just do something else. But I'll create my then, own content. <laughs> exactly. I'll yeah, make my own movie. No. Yes, you're right. We were like, I, I remember when like Rugrats would come on. Um, I just remember this is another thing that like um, I was watching Rugrats before I could like read that well. 
And at the beginning of Rugrats, it would be like, and a little thing would come up that would have the episode title. And I remember being like, yelling for my sister to come like as quick as she could be like, please Jackie come go 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 please 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 because I wanted her to read what the title was because mm-hmm. I couldn't pause it so I would be like yeah. please come and she would come down and she would always like lie and be like it says Tommy farts a lot and I was like what does it say what does it really say <laughs> and like that to me is like such a like I don't think that would ever be an experience that like kids nowadays would have because they could a pause it and b like they're probably reading out of the womb straight out of the womb yeah <laughs> They're coding, you know what I mean? They're like in kindergarten coding. coding And I was like, it took me a long time to learn how to read. (laughs) Anyway, it's just different, you know. Um, Speaking of reading, I completely, I I was looking up something because I wanted to see if I could find some more Stephen King info. And I said he wrote Kojak and Kojak is the American detective or it's some other guy. But I knew you were talking about a dog. I meant Cujo. I knew I what you were talking about. The boy dog. A dog. C-U-J-O. I, I knew- said Kojak. I now, who ne- now who's an idiot? So- <laughs> but I knew. I was like, Kojak the t- dog. I love that dog. <laughs> what a good dog. Also, there's Benji. Uh, a lot of dogs with J's in their names to get easily confused by. I feel like there was, I feel like Benji was something that I ended up watching a bunch as a kid and have no recollection of. Sounds really familiar. All this, that's the thing too. All this stuff, I'm like, sounds really familiar. And even like the other thing about like some of this like stuff from our generation is like, even I could say the Goonies and you could like talk to me about it like as if you've seen it even though you haven't like i'm sure you'd be like oh yeah the kids and i'd be like he saw it he knows <laughs> because it was just so like you know what I mean? it was like benji could i'm like oh yeah I-, I didn't see any of those but i could probably make you guys like think i did so oh yeah for sure oh yeah benji oh my god the kid in yeah. benji is oh and i cried at the end I of benji. <laughs> yeah <laughs> And remember when he had the thing, that guy with yeah. the thing. Oh, so good. Oh um, going back. Did you guys to- see Christine, though? That's just a sign. It's a oh, John the Carpenter. car, the car one. It's a John Carpenter. It's my favorite John Carpenter. I just want a quick shout out if you haven't. Uh, going back to um, Pennywise for just a second. There's something that uh, I was reading the Screen Rant article that came out a while ago about him. And there's something that they point out in the miniseries, which is that I kind of think they did this in the modern version, but not so much. In the miniseries, they really seem to imply that like Pennywise has this grasp on the adults. Like no matter what the kids do to try to get the adults' attention, they're just like totally zoned out. And like how much Pennywise controls dairy. Uh, There's that because there's a scene where uh bill the stuttering one they pick up um a photo of georgie or like an album that has pictures of georgie and it's just like covered in blood and they just don't seem to notice or care yes Um, oh my god that's a whole other like thing where you're right the adults are just like the adults aren't seeing what's going on they're like blind to it and it's like yeah where are the parents in this your son is missing your other son has developed a stutter because of it. Where are you guys? 
(laughs) and i think i felt i felt that i remember like i felt my parents worked a lot i mean they had to you know and they were just never around so i think that was another thing where i was just like parents aren't here you got to figure this out on your own Yeah, and that's uh, like a common thing, I think, among any kind of media that's revolves around a group of kids or kids having to deal with these problems on their own. But like, yeah, yeah it's something that I thought is interesting because I don't remember seeing it as much in the the modern version, um, although I did only see each one once. So, like, forgive me if it does come up more, but it does seem like they just focus more on the kids versus the clown versus instead of like what's happening well, in their life i mean they get into sometimes, it a little bit with beverly but yeah beverly and the kid the um the kid who's like a hypochondriac his yeah the munchausen his kid. munchausen's mom yeah oh, yes. Be- bev's dad was obviously like really abusive which was right. like so scary and like sad and like he um was so it was almost like i i remember watching him being like wait did pennywise like is that pennywise is that her dad like you know what i mean because then like then there's that scene where Bev goes back to the house where she used to live, and it's that old lady, which is like anytime there's an old lady, <laughs> no, she's gonna be naked. <laughs> it's gonna be. Scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, then she's like, and then they're like drinking tea, and she's like, mm-hmm. blood. Like so, I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. is that Pennywise or is that the dad? Like I, I remember kind of being definitely confused. Um, but just knowing that like the parents and that's so it was like yes yeah, so the parents that were abusive it was like very obvious but then yeah it's like the other kids it's like did they have parents like we don't know where were they right they just weren't aware they were working <laughs> trying to learn how to code <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to keep up with these damn kids yeah. coming out of the womb exactly um what do you find are like the scariest moments of the it miniseries i think for me stuff that like scares me more than like jump scares is like um the psychological aspects so whenever stan kills himself and we like see i think that's like a really scary image to see anytime like in a horror movie whenever like there's like suicide depicted that like really scares me and then um um when bev is like cleaning the blood off the sink like for some reason that like really didn't sit right with me that like made me feel like uncomfortable i didn't you know what i mean because it's like mm-hmm. seeing her scrub it and it's not going away i love to clean so I'm, like <laughs> um that would scare me and then um oh this is a part we didn't talk about like there's a little thing where they open that book you remember and then like we see Pennywise getting like close like there's those pictures of yes. old people yes, old yes. timey people and Pennywise is like in those pictures that like always spooked me because I was like oh my gosh like I don't know there's just something like really kind of like it sent a shiver up my spine to like see kind of like him in those like pictures and um and then like when that kid so so when I was a kid I had really bad anxiety. I mean, I still have struggled with anxiety. We didn't know what it was, but I um, used to, I remember I wasn't able to breathe. Like I remember being like telling my family, like I can't breathe, like no matter how many deep breaths I take, I can't catch my breath. And that's like an anxiety attack. That's common. But I like, I would be like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm breathing and I can't breathe. Like I would say that all the time. And my family would just be like, Alyssa's dramatic. 
here's a paper bag, breathe into it. So I think I did relate the kid that had like asthma. Mm-hmm. I think my family got me an inhaler. I didn't have asthma, but they gave me this inhaler. <laughs> She'll get over it. It's just a face. I remember using it and being like, She'll get past this anxiety asthma. Yeah, I think that character, like, I think he, um, I related to him a lot. And also, like, I think that um, it scared me a little bit. Like, I think, you know, like seeing him. But I, I think, like, yeah, so that's a little more, like, heavy. That's a little heavier but yeah those are the things no i get it um i mean the whole thing is heavy but like <laughs> yeah those in particular are pretty scary i do think that there's uh other moments though that are maybe less scary uh for me i look at it and i go tim curry's a wonderful actor love him so much but there is something just kind of inherently i don't know funny about him choosing to do this bronc accent and he is quoted as saying um <laughs> I wanted him to kind of sound like an old cat skills performer, which is just like a very funny choice in my opinion to be like, you know, hey, bucko. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's it's obnoxious and terrifying, but also kind of funny. A really strong choice. Yes. Yeah. We love a strong choice. Yeah, it's true. We love a strong. I mean, I'd much rather have that. Yeah. (laughs) Judd, don't you want it? Don't you want it? Like, oh, the the commitment, like the commitment is, I think, you know, it it changed my life. Like, I mean, Tim Curry in general, his commitment in general is unmatched. I mean, I will say, though, I'm I still find it scary. I the the spider in the new it chapter two, not any scarier. Because it's just such a giant, monstrous CGI nothing. I agree. I agree. Big spider with a clown face. And it's just, you know. It takes me out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's just too much. It's just too much CGI. At least this thing was practical, even if you can, like, (laughs) see the face of the man inside. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. But that's what I'm saying. Like, cut the spider. Get rid of it. But do leave. I do love the end of the new one when he's just this. All that's left is this little like balloon clown face. And all the adults are like, I'm not afraid of you. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're nothing like just hurling insults at this like deflated balloon. Pennywise is very amusing to me. So that's keep that good. in. Yeah, we, we, sh- we should all do that. We should have a little yes. moment where we gather. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you anymore. Is it funnier to watch the balloon deflate or is it funnier to fill it with helium and let it go and watch a bunch of people scream at a balloon as it flies away? I think as it flies away, we scream. It's just soaring in the You don't own me! Speaking of emotions and feelings, there's one scene that like really cracks me up, even though I know it's supposed to be scary, where it's... um in the miniseries where Ben and Bev. So Ben is the kid who was uh, super overweight when he was a child. And like now he's hot and he and Bev start making out as adults. And then Bev reveals herself to be Pennywise. And then she shouts, kiss me, fat boy. And it's like, what? I forgot about that. Oh, my God. 
It's such a weird. I mean, first off, it's a very fat phobic line. Second, it's like, oh my god, like what? That's the best you can do, Pennywise. <laughs> if you're gonna insult somebody mid makeout, like that's the best you can do is to have to say that. It's so weird to me. Oh, it's so weird. I, I forgot about that you, scene. So yeah, weird. I don't never. I don't think that scene ever scared me. I think it just made me be like. <laughs> Pennywise <laughs> is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's high time Pennywise's defenders. Yeah, finally some of the other, stopped. Some other good quotes. Um, you're battery acid. Like using the inhaler, and that's pretty cool. Like the fact that the inhaler killed Pennywise, <laughs> and, that, and that also made me be like. Should I really be using this inhaler? Like, <laughs> yeah, what if the it's underlying... gonna kill Pennywise? Like, what's in here? If it can kill yeah. a magic clown, I have no <laughs> battery acid. <laughs> Don't you want it? Just me. Yeah, there's a lot of like isolated, a lot of really good. Um, so in terms of like special effects and stuff beyond that giant spider, um, they had like tried to design Pennywise to make him look friendly because he's trying to lure kids in. Um, but they ended up kind of going, they were basing it off of apparently a Phantom of the Opera from 1925, the Lon Chaney version. And if you've ever seen a picture of him, he looks fucking terrifying. He's got like sunken in eyes and like a jutting cheekbones and he looks like he's starved. Uh, my favorite part, though, is the fact that apparently they were done. They did three different versions of Pennywise's face, one which resembled a quote unquote hobo clown. Oh, and I'm like, hobo. <laughs> yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm like, what? And I guess what they mean is like a guy who's like more from the 40s. Oh, yeah, that's, that's actually like a genre. Of oh, clown. OK. OK. It's like, so that's, a, yeah. That's not just a name. That's a, a, a legit thing. It's like a genre. Yeah. Okay. It's probably like they should probably come up with a new name. You don't want to like say hobo, but that is like yes, that's a type of clown. Like, yeah. Uh, so what's up with the werewolf? <sighs> oh yeah, <laughs> is that Bowers? Was that like a Bowers thing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, what is that? There was a werewolf that was designed because they uh they didn't want it to look like um it's it's a version of the wolf that Richie sees from I think the movie. So there's this 50s I film. I might have blacked this out. Okay, apparently there's this film that Richie watches as a kid that scares him. And then he comes Pennywise I think comes back in the form of that wolf. Wow, I I can't like, yeah, I can't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. Yeah, it was I don't that remember a wolf It made either. you so horny. <laughs> I must have been too horny during that part. <laughs> oh, this was another thing that Pennywise did at one point. Remember when he was like, "Excuse me, ma'am, is your refrigerator running?" Yes, <gasps> it is. Well, you better go catch it before it runs away. Like he would do that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's what's he there's did like, like those kinds of jokes. Yeah, there's one where he's like, uh, 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 shit. <laughs> what was oh, say, do you have Prince Albert in a can? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, beep, what's... beep, Richie. Beep, beep, Richie. If I ever met somebody named Richie, I wouldn't be able to handle myself. 
You would just be saying beep beep. Beep beep, Richie, yeah. And then the like, they all float. They all float. Like, that was pretty cool. Okay, so now we're going to go through these quotes. All right. <laughs> I don't think I have the strength. <laughs> <laughs> Want a balloon? <laughs> Chud. Chud. We should explain the ritual of Chud is, is supposed to be like, it's this thing from the book, and it's essentially like a battle of wills, but like psychic-y, and it's, it's got some weird ass shit as he tries to explain it via the written word um and yeah there's like a little bit of the chud stuff happening and do you think it would have like completely thrown everybody off if they threw the chud stuff into the miniseries i think so we didn't yeah. need it we didn't need <laughs> chud we never needed chud no we i mean we, i love that i know about the word I don't want to know what it means. Well, also, Chud <laughs> is there's a horror film called Chud, and Chud stands for cannibal, um, humanistic underground dwellers. Like they're oh. like z- z- people eating zombies that live in the sewers. Like that's what Chud is in the movie Chud. Um, so you know, it really just confuses me more. So I'm glad yeah, we did we not don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you. We're going to be any one of the losers from the losers club. Who do you think you'd end up being? Or like who who do, like who do you identify with the most, I should say? And how would you kill Pennywise? I probably like wished I was Richie because he was just funny. Mm-hmm. But I probably at the end of the day was the sickly asthma kid. <laughs> 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 and at the end of the day, hey. I killed Pennywise with my inhaler. What so, you ordered online versus when it shows up. Kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> throw one out for the sick kids. So you wish you had been the guy yelling, kill this fucking clown. Yeah, instead, like the funny one. But you were yeah. like, I'm going to chuck my inhaler. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. What about you, Steve? Who do you feel like ha- the funny it, one? It, the funny one? <laughs> the yeah. funny one. Richie. Beep, beep, Richie. <laughs> And how would you kill Pennywise? Um, same way they do in chapter two, just like really get into insulting it, like really bully, like re- like, hey, kids, don't bully. But also sometimes bullying is necessary. And this is a I great agree. example of it. Sometimes you have. Yeah. Sometimes you have to bully someone so that they know, like, I got to stop doing that. And so I would just yeah, I just bully him. I just bully Pennywise. Mm, yeah. Okay. I love that. <laughs> yeah, just yell at him. Just scream. Just, yeah. just, just push him around a little bit. Just be like, "Hey, hey, you, yeah, put him in his place." Hey, hey, wh- who did your makeup? <laughs> that would. Oh yeah, wow, that would. Be that, good. Would kill that would him. like really yeah. get that to would him. kill Nadia. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last one last quick question. What's worse, Pennywise? Are those clowns in Congress? <laughs> and see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've enjoyed my time. I got to get going, y'all. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Alyssa Sabo, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Thank you for uh, having me. <laughs> uh, anything you'd like to plug at this time? Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Alyssa underscore Sabo. And 
If you're on the cursed app TikTok, you know I'm <laughs> on there too. Adelissa Sabo, y'all. <laughs> Putting out quality content. She's a star, you guys, a star. Um, and you told everybody where you can find her online. And you have a podcast as well. That's right. Totally rad. I play a 16-year-old evangelical Jesus freak. It's very fun. Uh, very fun. It's a good one. You guys should listen. Have a listen. <laughs> have a- hey, Richie. Have a listen. <laughs> beep, beep. Totally rad. You'll listen to. They all listen You'll down all here. Listen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.